0: You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. Uh, The title of the message today is called Arrows, and we'll continue uh, in the Life of David series. Uh, We'll go back to it next week, but I wanted to take uh, just a week break from that and talk a little bit about uh, moms and about parenting. And so uh, that's where we're going to go today. Before we do that, I just want to highlight next Sunday, uh, we're going to have what we're calling Preview Day for Radiant Intensive. And so most of you are aware that we have an intern program here at Radiant that's a part-time program that is empowering Kids 18 to 25 that want to go deeper in walking with Jesus, as well as want to study, as well as be at prayer meetings, as well as serve. It's kind of a first step um, into uh, ministry life. And so we do it a little bit differently than lots of places. Ours is a part-time program that's really on nights and weekends, which empowers them to work jobs, as well as um, be able to go to college if they want to. And so uh, that's available. That also helps us keep the price really low compared to other options. And so that's gonna be next week. And so if you know someone in that age group that might be interested in that, that's gonna happen next week. It's called Radiant Intensive and that's gonna happen. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 127.4. There is the ever famous Psalm 27.4. Today we're looking at Psalm 127.4 and the title of the message is Arrows. We're gonna be talking about our kids today. Let's give moms one more big round of applause. Can we do it everybody? Yeah. I might do that like four or five more times today, just so you know, but um, Psalm 127, verse four, here's the text written by Solomon, smartest man that ever lived other than Jesus, and he says this, behold, children are a gift of the Lord. Everybody say gifts. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth, thus the prop of the arrows. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And God, we thank you for every child. I thank you for, uh, God, young people that are here today that are um, recently married and dreaming about a family one day. And God, I thank you for, Lord, people that are right in the throes of parenting and they've got kids at home. And I thank you, Lord, for every grandparent, Lord, that's here. And God, I thank you for every child and every teenager. And God, we ask that you would help us Lord, to have your perspective on these kids. We pray, Lord, that our houses would be places filled with passion for God. We pray, Lord, that you would help parents, us, see these children the way that the scriptures read, that they truly are gifts. We honor you and we love you. And everyone said amen. I was reading Erwin McManus's new book called The Last Arrow and there's a lot of great content in the book but I wanna read the dedication because the dedication was what gripped me. The dedication read like this, to my arrows, Aaron, his son, and Mariah, his daughter. To my arrows, long after I rest my bow and have struck my last arrow, there will still be arrows flying true. Their names are Aaron and Mariah. The trajectories of their lives will take them far beyond the ground I have taken. You are the future. This is your fight. I pulled the bow back as far as I could and gave you all the strength I had to send you into flight. Fly far and true. Cross enemy lines. Hit the mark. Set captives free. Dad. <laughs> Everybody can go home. That's it for today. All right. I read that dedication and it just moved me the intensity and the language of his kids being his arrows and a part of his destiny being pulling back the bow and sending forth kids like arrows. And of course, in this time frame, this is a Warfare terminology where hand-to-hand combat is the primary way that people fight. And so arrows now are revolutionary because they're able to go further than a sword fight or hand-to-hand combat. Not only do they go further, they go faster. And so the text is getting at this idea that arrows are A, a gift, a reward, and B, they are gonna go past you. They are gonna keep going even when you're gone. And I want us today to hone in on thinking about reframing and thinking about our arrows, our kids. And if you've got two kids, you got two arrows. You got three kids, you got, I have four kids, but only three arrows. I gotta buy a new one. But it's this idea that you've got arrows and, and, and seeing them not as a burden, not seeing them as just an obligation, but trying to steward their destinies, seeing them as, according to Solomon, a gift. And so it's a reframe because we live in a culture that often kids are not seen that way. And so our challenge is to get the scriptures in mind and and start to see our kids as this gift, as a reward, as arrows. And the moments that we have, days and years, we wanna do our best to steward their destinies. And I say that because I think that we're in a battle. I believe that the hearts of our kids is an actual battle. And so I love this imagery, I love the battle imagery because I know in my own life, as I look at my four kids, Dawson, Olivia, Adeline and Justice, it's a battle and there is a war for their love or their affections, what they like, what they're after, what they desire and it's a real battle. So the other day we were, uh, we were taking a bike ride as a family. So we have six people in our family and we have six bikes. And one of the things we like to do is to bike around Overland Park. One of my best friends who's preached here, Aaron Stern, he and his family, they hike 14ers on their day off. We ride cute little bikes around bike trails in Overland Park, but nonetheless, it's still an outside activity and we're riding bikes. And one of my kids says to me, hey, dad, I've got an idea for a sermon series for you to preach at Radiant Church. I said, really? They said, yeah, I think you should preach a sermon series and call it Take Me to Church. And I was like, well, that sounds good. Take me to church. He was like, yeah. And I said, like, like, like an evangelism series, like a, like a get, get out of bed, go to church. Like, what are you thinking? And he goes, no, it's a song. I said what? Because oh yeah, it's on the radio. I hear it all the time in coffee shops and at the store. And I said oh, and so I pulled up Spotify and I said let's listen to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to this song, and I'm honestly confession, I became pretty angry. Come listen to this song and just trust me, everybody. It's not about church. And so I googled the lyrics. <laughs> I got even more angry. Because here on the front side is, I've got this innocent child that's saying, hey, I got an idea, take me to church. And they know the tune. And on the flip side is, it's got, it's got teeth and nails of godlessness. I mean, it is, I mean, it's immoral, it's, it's disgusting. And, and everything inside of me realizes there is a battle for the affections of my children. And I'm in a war over who's going to get them. And it's my responsibility to fight for their hearts, to fight for their affection, to make sure that in these precious minutes and years, where my temptation is to mostly think about provision. Hey, you got a roof over your head? Hey, you got some food in your stomach? Mm. Dad, done. Good job, dad. Well, I want to go ahead and watch some Netflix. No, is this. I got 18 years or so, give or take, hopefully give, where I've got them in my house and it is far more than just provision and it's far more than just helping them with their hobbies and it's far more than just trying to keep them healthy. Got to fight for their affection because there is a whole culture. The enemy is after their emotions, their money, their time, what they're going to love. So dad and mom, So young couple that's going to have kids one day. So grandparents, so parents that still have adult kids. I want to invite you, I want to invite you to think about battling for the affections of your children. And a part of the vision that you have for your life is to help them walk with love for God, with that being first place in their lives. One of the things that we like to do as a family is when we're driving, we'll, uh, played the song game. And so my daughter, Adeline and I are both competitive. Uh, We both like to win. And so because of that, we like games. We mostly like games, not because we actually like the game. It's because we like to defeat other people. And so we will create competition for the sake of victory. Mostly that's insecurity, but we'll just call it a personality trait. (laughs) And so we play games when we are in our suburban. And so we're driving down the road the other day, we're playing the song game. Now I used to play this as a youth pastor for hours on bus trips in the mountains of Colorado in order to entertain teenagers. Now I do it with my own kids to try to entertain them. And the song game is where we divide up the men against the women and we we say a word, and then you have to sing at least seven words of that song, and if you uh, of a song. And if you can think of a song with seven words, then it goes to the next team, and then they go, and then they go. And the first team that's unable to think of a song with that word in it loses. And so our word was fire, and we're driving down the road, and it's my kids growing up in contemporary church right now, and so they know songs like United Pursuit and Jesus Culture. And so they're singing songs like, put a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. Fire, yeah. And then it comes to me. And what I always do is I sing songs from the 90s because those are my songs. (laughs) They don't know the 90s, but the 90s, that's what I like. And so I think fire. I think worship, vineyard music, 90s refiners fire. My heart's one desire. Dad, that's not a song. Yes, it is. Dad, you're making it up. No, I'm not. I'm all lost in the spirit, and they're just, like, complaining. And then out of nowhere, my little girl, blonde hair, blue eyes, she sings, this girl is on fire! And I'm like, what is that? You don't know? It's in every store. It's in every coffee shop. And I'm like, what girl's on fire? What are you singing? What? Whoa. And she's a girl and she's on fire. And I'm like, what? Here's the reality. Right up in my face. And yours too. There is a battle over their affections. And so here I am and I'm trying to do everything I can. I'm trying to, whether it's Bible, whether it's the school that they go to, whether it's, it's trying to spend time with them, whether it's, I mean, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be all in and here's little thing. They know things I don't know. They, that's not even school stuff. That's, that's, just, that's just coffee shop life. Here's the reality. Movies, people, businesses, Music, there's a war for the heart of your kid. And you have precious years, precious days to fight for it, to fight for their heart. So let's look at this, all right? Deuteronomy uh, chapter six, here's what it says. It says this, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts, there's the first phrase, be on your hearts, impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, okay? So all Hebrew people, this was called the Shema, and this, they would say this daily, and this was the centerpiece, this is that commitment. I want you to see the way that it says it in the message. Now, the message is just a paraphrase, it's the way that Eugene Peterson tries to take the original language and put it in contemporary language that you and I would say. And I loved this as I was studying this. Attention, Israel. God, our God, the one and only. Love God, your God, and here it is, with your whole heart. Love him with all that's in you. Love him with all you've got, with with everything. With all you've got, write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. And here it is, get them inside of you and, and then get them inside your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. All right, so here's where I want us to think today. I want you to think this Shema, all right, this This love the Lord your God with all your hearts. This this phrase that is talking that the center, I wanna use the language of a target, that the center of the bullseye with your family, the center of the bullseye that we're working toward is you're working at aiming towards helping your kids love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength with all that they have. So there's a big target, right? And there's a lot of things that we're trying to accomplish with our kids, no doubt about it. And every different family has a different culture and they're all different. And I'm not saying that we only have one thing, but I am saying that we have a main thing, that we have a bullseye. We have one thing that's right at the center of the bullseye. So you can have lots of different things that are a part of your family culture, but at the center, you wanna have a Jesus culture like what we talk about, what we impress on them, what we, when we walk down the road, when we get up in the morning, we are going after, we're gonna love God, we're gonna be about Jesus. So like, for example, Renata and I, we both have some vision in terms of the culture of our family, all right? Uh, when Renata and I got married, um, we were both like, we both like to play, we both like to party, right? As time's gone on, I have accelerated that desire. And uh, she, as a response, has tried to slow it down and try to create a little bit more of a work culture in our family, right? And so I've got this value for party culture. And so it's like, what I wanna do is, man, let's, if it, it, it as for me and my house, we're going to party. We're going we're gonna to celebrate big. As for me and my house, we're, we're going to have times where we celebrate huge. I like vacations. I like to have fun. I love a party, all right? And so my wife used to love that until I overdid it for so many years. So now, though she loves to party, she tries to create a clean culture. Can you imagine that? And so like this week for her birthday, she said, the gift that I would like for my birthday is family work day. <laughs> and so we did it, but we still had a party, but we had family work day, right? Here's, here's what I'm saying. Part of the family culture is, a, as for the Perkins family, we're, as for me and my house, we party. As for me and my house, we're clean, right? And those are good things, but here's the, here's the bullseye the bullseye is right at the center there's this there's this Jesus culture at the center of the bullseye is we're going to love God with all our hearts with everything that we've got and so i just want us to think today on mother's day as we've got great moms and you're here and you're 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 in the season where you have everybody that's trying to tell you what to do you've got all you've you've got all these businesses all this education you've got You've got everything in terms of trying to figure out food and health and transportation and ri- I mean, it's being a mom <laughs> is a lot of work. Being a dad is a lot of work. And I just want us to take in these precious minutes, a moment where we go all, all, good, all these good things and let's kind of ring back right at the center and go, what's number one? What's the bullseye? What's the center? The center is this. This hero, Israel, is <laughs> love the Lord your God with all, with everything, with all that you've got. Actually, that the original language word there instead of sh- strength, it, we would it, it's, it's like the word muchness. With all your muchness, with all your very, with it, it, the word is everything. With all the way that Eugene Peterson, with all that you've got, it's all, it's everything inside of me. It's not even categorically trying to. It's just everything that I am. And so I wanna take these three phrases and I want us just to try to apply them and look at how, how we live that out. First of all, you've got this, the, this command. And he says, he says, this command I give you today are to be on your hearts, put them on your hearts. Or the way that the message said it, it says, get them inside of you. So in order to have hearts aflame or hearts on fire, our hearts in love with God, our hearts in our kids, the number one thing according to the text here is that it's in you that they see it in you because they will do what they see. And so far more than anything else, it's gotta be like, you can't fake it. You can't just be like, oh yeah, it is an intellectual decision. It's it's gotta be in you. It's gotta be, they see it flow out of your life. They're always watching and they're replicating what they see in you. So like, for example, when my son Dawson was three, we had Dawson and Olivia and Adeline was about to be born and Renata was nine months pregnant. And so Renata started doing jumping jacks and Dawson looked at her, he said, what are you doing? She says, I'm trying to get Addie out. <laughs> she looks over at Dawson and he's doing jumping jacks. Renata says to three-year-old Dawson, what are you doing? He says, I'm trying to get Jesus out, right? <laughs> Yeah, he's still saved. But <laughs> here's the idea. What was he trying to do? He's just doing what mom does, okay? Reality is they're gonna see whatever is inside of us slips out, right? And so the biggest gift we can give our children is that we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the best, that's the, that is the best gift, we can give our kids the best gift a mom can give. And mom's got, whew, mom's got so many things vying for her attention. And the best thing, in the good days, in the hard days, the hills and the valleys, is I'm, I'm, not, I'm not perfect. I'm flawed, but I, I got a heart. I love God. I, I, I'm gonna, I, I am a person that's going after God. I'm going to know him and I'm going to love him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna love God with all that I am and all that I have. They, they will see, they will, they will see what's in you. Uh, I know a lot of times, one of my favorite things is, is to talk about how, how great my, my dad is. And so I'm gonna use Mother's Day as an opportunity to just make a little dig on my dad, let you know a secret, all right? All uh, right. So my dad um, had allergies. And so those allergies were when we were outside and he used those allergies as, as a reason why he couldn't mow the yard. <laughs> and so my dad, I never saw my dad mow, ever. All right? mm-hmm, got an amen from a brother, all right. <laughs> and then my dad, we didn't, we didn't do camping because my dad had allergies. So, so he didn't do outside, so we didn't, we didn't do camping. We didn't do, we didn't do fishy because dad, he had allergies. All right. However, every single church picnic where there was a basketball goal, my dad was coughing up a lung playing basketball and he would play for hours. Or any time that we were at someone's house and they had a basketball goal, he'd be out there playing outside. He, he doesn't matter if it was out, he always would play basketball. Here's the point. It snuck out. He's got, he's got a love for basketball. Old high school basketball coach, he loved to play ball, couldn't hide it. What was really in him, we, at one point, my brother and I were like, you know what? Uh, that love for basketball overcomes the allergy, is really in him. Here's the reality for us, you, you're, our kids see it. My, my dad, and now I say this, I saw in my dad, I saw someone who really loved God and it came out. It just, it came out in a lot of ways, but I, it spilled out. It would spill out. It would spill out in the way that he got up early to spend time with God, or when we're on a vacation and he was getting up early and sneaking off to be with God. I saw it in my mom. Like her, her love for God spilled out all the time in the way that my mom would spend hours helping people follow Jesus. And I mean, creating these meals for people I thought were strangers uh, as a way to serve them and love them and sit there for hours and talk. It's, it, it's in them, it spilled out. So for mom, for dad. And I say that, we got mom and dad here today. I wanna invite you to think this way. What's spilling out of me? What, what's, what's overflowing? What's coming out? And so then there's this second phrase here where it's not only in you, where we model it, but then this next idea here's where he says, impress them on your children. Or the message says it this way, get them inside of your children. Get this command to love God. Get it inside of your kids. And here's one of the best ways that we can do that. One of the things that we like to do as parents because we're action oriented, we run businesses, we, we, we gotta we got get stuff done. So we multitask. One of the, one of the things we do is we, just, we, we mostly monologue. We mostly say, do this, do that. Here's how it is, trust me, I'm older. And there's some of that that's good. But one of the best things that you can do to find out what's inside of our kids, to really understand what's going on inside, is to do more than monologue and dialogue. Have a conversation and invite these questions. So tell me, tell, cause here's what you're looking at. You're, you're looking for Renata's language is what are the hungers in their heart? What, what 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 is the affection that already preexists? What's the thing that's going on on the inside? And I want to try to pull that out because you want to shape it. You want to fight for the affections. You want to steer it back towards God. You want to steer it back towards loving God. And they've got a buffet of affections available to them, and everybody's fighting for a piece of it. And so one of the best ways that you find out what's inside of them is you just ask questions. We actually see Jesus do this. Jesus is consistently, when he's talking to his disciples, not just monologuing. And we've got obviously great times. Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, incredible monologue, incredible sermon where he's telling ideas. But you can read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and read these gospels and find all these times where Jesus is dialoguing with his disciples. Where he's saying, okay, let's talk for a second. He's saying, okay, so Matthew 16, you've heard me say this one frequently, but all right, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Question. Who do you say that I am? Question. So he could just say, let me tell you again who I am. I am the Messiah. I am the Christ. I am the son of the living God. No, let me pull it out. Well, some say you're like Elijah. Oh, really? Some say you're like John the Baptist or one of the prophets. Some say, what about you? Who who, who do you say? Question. Or the moment where you've got James and John and they're fighting over who's going to be the greatest. And I love the moment where Jesus doesn't just correct them. He says, what are you fighting about? What are you talking about back there on the road? Question, what's he doing? I'm gonna pull it out. What's, what's going on on the inside? What's, what's going on? Tell me, what's John 21, it's the moment where he's talking to Peter. Do you love me? What's, what's going on? What's the affection of the heart? I'm wanting to find out and see what's the hunger, what's going on on the inside? Because parenting is not indoctrination. Our fight is not just, we do, I mean, we give them ideas, we talk ideas, but we're fighting for their affection. We're we're, we're, we're fighting for their heart transformation. So I want more than indoctrination. I I want my kids to know what I believe. Mm, This is it, this is what we believe, this is who we are, it's great. But if we're thinking about that, there's gonna be a day where, They're independently making their own choices. The vision is to connect their heart to God so that when they leave, it's not just this is what mom and dad believe. It's not just that's just the way that we raised you. No, no, no. Here's the way that we raised you: affection. You know God. You have heart, you have love for God. So it's more than indoctrination, it's it's heart transformation. That's what that's that's the vision. The vision is that they have their own. Relationship with God that's real and vital. And what that means is, <laughs> that means that they are, all, you're pointing them to Jesus. They're they're like your disciples. So you got one kid, your arrow. You you, you got you got Peter. You got two kids. You got you got James and John. You right. You got three. You got Peter, James, and John. You got four. You got Peter, James, and John, and Judas or whoever else you choose. You know like. <laughs> You know, you got your kid, right? You picked a disciple. But I want you to think, okay, I want, these are, this is a gift. This child, this kid that I have, man, I, I care about them. And because I care about them, I, I care about the affections in their heart. And that means I'm going to create a culture. I'm going to create a culture in our home where no doubt about it, you've got, you've already got a culture. If you're, if it, if you're a, if you're a baseball family, it's like you got a baseball culture. Man, we're a, we're a camping culture. I had a friend, man, I went over, would go over to his house when I was little, and every time his, they were, they all had motorcycles, and so they'd all go riding motorcycles, and I thought they were the coolest family in the world because they had a motorcycle culture. Everybody's got a culture. What I'm saying is right at the core is you can keep the motorcycle culture and you can keep the, all these other cultures and those aren't bad, but right at the center, you want to make sure that the bullseye, you got a Jesus culture where here's what we're dialoguing about. Here's what we're talking about. And this is the idea where it says, impress it on your children. And every, every way that you, every family is going to be different how they do it. And so some people, man, you put it up on the walls and you're the, you're the mom that has signs up everywhere. And as for me and my house, you know, we will serve the Lord and others. you I mean, there's all kinds of different methodologies. My fight today is not the specifics of the methodology. It's the bullseye. I'm going to fight for their hearts. I'm going to fight that they'll love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that's what I want to do. That's like so for me, I wanna take whatever resources I have. I wanna take whatever, whatever I've got and say, we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna fight for their affection. And so let's figure out a way to help them spend time alone with God. Let's figure out a way to sit around a table and let's have some conversation about what it means to love God and who is God and have it be part of the conversation. This is what we talk about. This is who we are. This is what it means to be a Perkins. Yes, it means that we're clean. Yes, it means we party but here's what the center is. It's a bullseye. It's, it's, the bullseye is that we would love the Lord our God with all our heart. That right at the very center of what it means to be, put your name in, a barker. What it means to be a Rogers. Here's what it means. We love God. It's who we are. And our temptation is to only say it. Our temptation is to mostly monologue. And I'm good on monologues, but I'm telling you, parents, best thing we can do, if we're gonna figure out what's in them, like Deuteronomy 6 here, what's, what's actually going on? Talk. Have conversations. I got a lot to do. I know. I know, but here's the reality. Being a mom, being a dad, is work. <laughs> and if we're gonna fight for their affections, it's a lot of work. And so... Sometimes what we want to do is we want to just kind of subcontract it out to someone else, right? Like There's no job too big that I can't subcontract to somebody else, right? Like I'm going to outsource it. Here's the deal. We're going to do the best we can as a church. I mean, we're going to do Glow Camp. We're going to do Bold Conference. I mean, we're going to have, my wife Renata, she's, I mean, she's working in kids every single week. We as a church, we want to do everything we can to help you. But at the end of the day, According to the scriptures, the person they're watching is you. And you're going to fight for it. you got to fight for it in your house. And so, David, what are you saying? Are you saying make some changes? Yeah. I'm saying make whatever changes so that in these precious, precious years, you build that culture. And you might be, if you're in the phase right now where you're married and don't have kids yet, begin to pray and plan. It's not too, it's not too, it's not too early. You start now. If you're grandparents, man, I'm saying invest in your invest in your adult children. What does it look like to help to help them in this season? To steward your current grown-up children, even your grandchildren. I mean, I'm I'm sending my boy this summer out for a week with my dad, right? Because that's better than Jesus camp or church camp. You know what I'm saying? Like poppy camp's gonna be tough. You know, like. Puppy camp's gonna get him praying a lot. Here's the reality. It's, it's, it's going after the affections of the heart. Gonna, it's a fight. It's a fight. So I just want to encourage you to think through it. We, we, we've tried quite a few different things in our house, and I don't think it's perfect. All I'm saying is that we're in we're in the battle. We're, we're fighting for it. And I want to encourage you to think about it. What does it mean? Does it mean we do we have times where our kids spend time alone with God? Does it mean that we have a little tribal Bible time where we kind of like just talk about God and ask questions and hear what's in their heart? Does it mean we have one-on-ones with them where we have conversation, we sit and talk? Will it take your time? Yes. But your vision is, you come to the end of your life and you have taken these precious days that you've got and you have these precious arrows, these kids that are a gift and you've given, you've brought back the bow and you've hurled, you've given them all that you've got. And I wanna invite you, maybe you're a grandparent, Maybe you've got teenage kids. Maybe you've got little kids. Maybe you don't know kids yet, but I'm gonna invite you to begin to pray. What's the culture of our house gonna be? I, I mean, some of you, you're cool. You're gonna have a cool culture. You can't help it, it's just gonna be cool. Some of you are gonna have an athletic culture. You're athletic, it's just gonna be athletic. Some of you it's gonna be a party culture. It's just, it's just gonna be part... But at the center, we have decided. It is at our core. We will hear oh Israel love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our mind, and all our strength. Will you bow your heads with me? Father, we love you today. I thank you for every family. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're at work. And we ask in Jesus' name for help. God, based upon our own strength, God, we start to feel like like it's so hard and we'll never measure up based on the kindness and the goodness and the love of God, And we wanna engage with what matters most. And so God help us, if it costs us a little more time, a little more money, a little more of our attention, but God help us to see each child as a gift, that we fight for their love for God. We want love for God burning in their hearts. I pray, Lord Jesus, for every mom today. God, I thank you for them. I thank you that they're actually, they're they're warriors. They are warriors. They're laying down their lives for babies, for children, for teenagers, for adult children, even grandchildren. I pray your special strength blessing on them today. Bless every mom. I want to invite you to keep your heads bowed. And if you're here today and you'd like to, you'd like to begin a journey where you love God with all your heart. You want to push out some other affections so that you can put Jesus right at the center. You want to begin a journey with God today. We want to give you that chance to do that today. And you can make a choice. You can make a decision right here today. Just repeat this prayer, just right where you're at. Just say it to God, Father, I'm done living for me. I I ask that you would save me. Save me from my sin, from my own way. I wanna go your way. God, would you heal my heart? I choose Jesus today. I pray for eternal life now and forever. My life, I choose to follow. Save me, heal me, and change me. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radian Church, please click give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radian Church? Check out radiantintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radian Church Podcast.